in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, <clears throat> one God, amen. The title of the homily is Life Here and Hereafter. We hear from this account in the Gospels of Lazarus and the rich man, where there's two places we go, one to the bosom of Abraham and another to a place of torment. And it's the uh, deeds of our life that will be judged, um, and so we pray that we would be accounted worthy uh, to enter the kingdom of heaven and, be, and to flee this place of torment. So let's look at this, I think, from the standpoint of the rich man, Lazarus, and then paradise, and then we'll make a conclusion. The rich man, uh, describing him, was rich, <laughs> obviously, full of himself, not attentive to the needs of others, and not repentant. So one of these things is this, when he was in a place of torment, he wasn't repenting. All he wanted to do was be comforted. It wasn't like, forgive me for being such a, a, a stingy person. No, I am in discomfort, please put a little water on my tongue so I'll be helped, right? So it's not there. We see no repentance, even there. Would have God done something different there if there would have been a repentant heart? We don't know. But the saints ask that question. What would have happened if he would have begged God to forgive him? <clears throat> so the difference then between repentance and regret. We see this right here in the rich man. He regretted what he, the life he lived, but he didn't repent of it. So we've got to be careful in our own life. When we, the difference between regret and repentance, regret means I, I'm sorry for what I did because it's messed up my life. Repentance means I have offended God and I have uh, disturbed this relationship with him. That's the difference. It's Judas uh, and Peter. Judas was regretted his, his deed to betray God. Peter repented of his betrayal. And they say he wept bitterly every day for this betrayal. So we have to understand this one thing, that when we come to a place where we sin, yes, we regret it. It's important to regret it. We're sorry we did it. But more importantly, we have, we have broken this relationship with Christ. We've stepped away a bit from him. This should be the thing that disturbs us the most. Not what I did, that it's, 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 it's uh, disturbed my life, more that it's disturbed my relationship with Christ. That's our repentance. And so for us, too, in this example, do I pay attention to the needs of others? When I have the opportunity to help somebody, to pray for somebody, to give somebody a good word, to encourage somebody, do I take that uh, uh, advantage and move forward in that way? Do I say hello to them? You know, it's so beautiful. I have fallen in love with our St. Bridget ministry because I have so many friends now uh, that are houseless, um, but they're dear people. 
They're so wonderful. Um, I have a bunch of stories, but I won't tell them. Um, but the one thing is very interesting. When I, I come on, on Friday, uh, Thursday for our showers, um, they come, I come up and, Father Nicholas, so good to see you. You know what they say after that almost every time? God bless you. God bless you, Father Nicholas. We love you. I need you to say that to me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they say it all the time. You hand somebody a, a dollar bill, what do they say? God bless you. It's like this, this, the, the words of God come out of the mouths of these people. So we need to pay attention to our guests. Kindness goes a long way, beloved. So, let's look at Lazarus, the poor, the poor man, humble, a beggar, like me. Like me, like you. You, know, We pray this beautiful prayer, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And it brings us all to this point of equality. I'm a sinner. Raise your hand if you're a sinner. If you, raise your hand if you didn't, if you, if you were lying. <laughs> Everybody, we're on the same page with everyone. This is, we're all in this fight together. We all fight wars individually. Some of those wars are very apparent. Some of those wars are very out in front. We see people without houses. We see people that struggle with different uh, uh, um, passions. Some of those are very obvious. But all of us suffer and struggle with something that's severe, and we beg God to have mercy on us as sinners. So the sense of equality is very, very important. Because I think it allows us to be kindly to other people. We're, we're, we're on equality with them. You know, when, when uh, Kevin passed away, uh, I'll never forget the first time I went back to the showers. It was like I got surrounded by all these beautiful people from the streets, hugging me, saying, we're so sorry, Father Nicholas. Um, we were one, right? We were together. We were equal. And I could relate to them, and they could relate to me. You know, when we help the poor, it's not here to there. It's one sinner helping another sinner. One struggler helping another struggler. One, one person struggling with a Christian life, another person struggling with their life. We have to understand there's an equality when we come together this way. It's not like the rich man just handing off something to Lazarus. No, it's understanding that the rich man was like him in his own struggles. So we need to understand how important this is to see this, this, uh, this equality we have with everyone. Everybody prays the prayer, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And, and we, we identify with it. So we all find an equality there. 
So the bosom of Abraham, the uh, paradise as contrasted to the torment. Paradise, the beautiful words, we need to understand this. This is the tradition of the church. When we pass, the angels are going to take us. They're going to meet us. It says here that the angels, that Lazarus was carried by the angels to the bosom of Abraham. That's what we pray. Take us to the bosom of Abraham. Who takes you there? Angels. You know, I don't want to say this uh, to disturb you, but I can't wait. <laughs> That's going to be an exciting moment. Your guardian angel, the one who's been with you all your life, is going to be there and take you to the bosom of Abraham. This is what we pray. That's our prayer for the departed. And the beautiful thing here is that Lazarus is named, and the rich man has no name. He's just buried without a name in the, in the account. So when we pray, memory eternal, what are we asking? You would remember the person eternally? No, we're asking that God would remember that memory eternally. That their memory would be eternal in heaven. When we're praying that, yes, we want to remember them. But our deepest prayer is God, remember them. Like the thief on the cross. Remember me, O Lord, when you come in your kingdom. And the grace of God says, today you will be with me in paradise. So we see this beautiful contrast, an important contrast. Um, and we need to understand that, the, that our efforts in this life uh, to uh, stay near to Christ, to uh, move in uh, our efforts for righteousness, and to do that which is in front of us, to do good to others, is uh, a, a part of then our judgment. And so we need to understand how important it is to make... Um, Make our effort as best we can with the help of God always. So I want to end with two uh, encouragements. First, this beautiful story about just being merciful. How merciful do you need to be? Okay, there's a beautiful story. St. Peter the Merciful. He was a, uh, a tax collector. Very stingy wouldn't give alms to anyone. And so um, one of the beggars said, I can get him to give me an alms. So I'm going to challenge him. So he bugged him and he bugged him and he bugged him so much that Peter got so upset, he took a loaf of bread and threw it at the beggar. The beggar said, I got my alms. That night, Peter has a vision, gets sick, and he has a vision. The vision is that there's a scale. And on one side of the scale, the demons are piling up all his sins. And the scale is weighed way heavy with the sins. And then turns to the angel and says, Abraham turns to the angel and says, are there any good deeds? And the angel looked around he picked up that piece of bread, that loaf of bread, he put it on the scale, and it balanced it.
Peter woke up from this vision and became Peter the merciful. Sold all he had, gave it to the poor, and he sold himself into slavery and gave that money to the poor. This is, this is, that's all it takes, beloved, just a small act of mercy. Not much. But when we, when we touch that sense of mercy and understand it, 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 it explodes in our hearts for compassion for other people. So it doesn't take much. Don't throw the loaf of bread at him. Hand it to them. <laughs> I think you'd be a little nicer than Peter was. But what, just a little bit. I think it shows what, how God responds just to a small effort we make. Even if it's not done with, with a, a kindly heart, perhaps even that God can expand and grow. So lastly, I think we all need to be encouraged by these words of St. Paul about God's love for us. Because love is patient and kind. God is patient and kind. Kind to you, patient with you. You know, we are all in a, making an effort to live a good and holy life. And God's patient with you. God's not in a hurry. He's with you always. He, he stands next to you in your failures and next to you in your successes. And continues to give you grace to move forward. But don't be in a hurry. One of the great efforts we uh, are, are, one of the great sayings uh, of the saints is that when we're trying to make the spiritual effort, it's the patient assimilation of good intentions patient assimilation of good intentions. We don't need to be in a hurry. We can, we can, we can put an effort out there. The, the, our effort should just be consistent. Just consistent, as best we can. But then these beautiful words, and I think we need to uh, attribute, attribute them to God's relationship to us. God bears all things with us. God helps us believe in him all times in all things. God gives us hope in all things. God aids us to endure all things. And most importantly, beloved, you need to have this deeply in your heart. His love never fails. It never fails. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.